This episode is dedicated to Molly, who badgered us, pestered us, and appeared below our window holding aloft a boombox playing the TikTok bot lady voice saying, Moonstone on repeat. Fortify Niche! Hello everyone, welcome back to Fortify Niche, your podcast about unsung miniature war games this is me jc dent your host as always and i'm joined once again and forever more by casa the other host hello a good moonstone to you sir <laughs> and a good stony moon to you too how have the nerd games been treating you lately ah uh, yeah i've once again played great western trail the one game i played over the uh, easter break we played it for like one game of it for a while. I won by like 10 points. It felt pretty good. Fuck you, Doug and Sean. Fuck you. <laughs> Take that, those guys. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I've done recently was paint a bronze uh, from 012 Infinity, like two two thirds the way to finished and stuff. Uh, on, the, on the other hand, that was because I recently a, a friend... Gave me some of his, I don't know, cast off, you could say, uh, <laughs> or uh, remnants of his days in the hobby. And it, there was a box, uh, like 2002 box of uh, Battletech miniatures. So I showed them to a friend and we talked a lot about Battletech and about miniatures. Unfortunately, the 2002 casts are awful. They're on the flat sides, flat terrace side, just like, you know, cheap toy soldiers used to be. So I'll see if anybody wants them on eBay, but other than that, it's uh, basically unsalvageable. Especially when you consider how cool the new designs are. and uh, both. Yeah, they definitely had some weird stuff happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the newer crabs are, uh, how do you call them, catapults or something like are a lot more cooler and and the, those 2002 models have a lot of those well this is a 90s model of a mecha miniatures which are just basically hey what if a uh, human but uh far fewer uh, far fewer uh, tricks pixels voxels whatever it's just mm. like using as uh, as few squares as possible to make a man yeah it's definitely it's definitely like choices they made in like the middle of the like kickstarters okay i never got into the that game that much i fucking love mechs but everything about the mechs is always so like eh, eh, eh. well i think that the main downside of battle tech is uh, basically the main di- downside of advanced squad leader it's that it would be really much nicer if all that stuff was run on a computer instead of making me melt my brain whenever a robot uh, takes a turn on a pavement and i have to factor in all the <laughs> all the fun details yeah. I mean, sure, Mega Mech exists, but uh, its major issue is that it's not miniatures, it's on the computer, and I want to have painted mechs walking around, failing to make a step on pavement, falling, getting a floating crit that passes on to their ammo storage, and exploding massively. Yeah, and like that's really what you want from any mech game, um, no matter the size of the scale of them. It's tripping, falling on the face, and blowing up, killing everyone who buys it. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it every time when it happens. Uh, But today we're talking a game that is a lot, 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 less crunchy. It's Moonstone. Woo! As you probably inferred from the opening joke, one of our fans, Molly, was a big proponent of us reviewing this game. Insistent, I would say. Yes, yes. Uh, every, every time uh, we reared our heads, she was like, yo, uh, Moonstone? Have you considered playing something good like Moonstone instead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, against our better judgment of uh, not playing good games, we did, we played. Yeah, uh, Moonstone is absolutely amazing. It reminds me so much of the best parts of Malifaux and Batman and even things like 7TV and stuff where it's just here is your character. Here is a card. Here is everything you need to know about them. 
Go. There's not much, I guess, to speak about the world of the game unless we missed some sort of huge, big fluff document about it. So Yeah, the main rulebook, which is 176 pages, 20 of which are rules for the game. Yeah, no, we took the free version, the, the, free, the free rules version that was online and we went with it because the game is imminently playable and eminently playable, whatever, playable with them. Uh, so the world of Moonstone, which is sort of like 15th, 16th century Europe-ish, uh, Moonstones are a precious, precious resource that appears at night and everyone rushes out to mine them. Uh, stuff them, uh, stuff it, stuff it down their pants, and then like I don't know, sell them before the sun rises. I I, I don't know how the uh, selling point happens, but the important part for the tabletop is uh, getting more moonstones than the other guy before the end of turn four. Yeah, honestly, the the sorry, honestly, the first big point that sort of grabbed me was just like it seemed like just like bare bones from the outside, like Malifaux world that sort of crossed over much, much earlier. Uh, and a lot less, I, I'd say it's a lot less dark or edgy, as, uh, yeah. as you might say. It's, uh, I guess Baron Munhausen is a little late and uh, Don, Quixote, Don Quixote is a bit early for that. It's mm. somewhere before that. It's like weird Europe. There's like one, one and a half human factions at this point. Maybe two-ish. The French, the, the French are barely a faction at this point. It's like six miniatures, um, and you know they they fairly closely map to so, so you'd say stereotypes of the point. But then you get fawns, fairies, uh, goblins, goblins, gnomes, and gnomes and, gno and giants and gnomes and other things you uh, find in any normal German forest. Mm. Uh, so yeah. That, that's that's that that's that but that's that for the premise uh the rules yeah it's super yeah. super neat um it's not looking at it originally it didn't really grab me it's like, oh, it's just weird your fantasy yeah i don't care about that and it's like oh actually this work this this has like a lot of character in a lot of everything it does and even from reading like the community books and stuff that put out the writing is pretty solid um it's not like pratchett but what is <laughs> but it's still sort of like is a world that is engaging and sort of isn't just like and everything sucks and it blows and it sucks and it blows and the model designs are all really fun and the way it plays is just so cool um yeah no, yeah it's, it's good. <laughs> rules being good who would have guessed that would have what a treat <laughs> yeah what a treat talking about the rules of the game sick sick they're fucking great they're 20 pages and most of those are terrain rules it's tremendous yeah it's uh, th there's actually not that much dice rolling in it, except I mean, there's one every turn. Yeah, that's that. There's like you know the the, the declaring initiative, but when you know when you are <coughs> when you're fighting and when you're shooting people, those are basically two different systems because shooting and most magic is covered by arcane cards, which involves. Uh, the defending player drawing six cards and the attacking player drawing uh, uh, enough cards as they are against that, uh, which usually is less than six. And then the, the attacking player uh, chooses a card and uh, places it face down, saying what the card is. And then the defending player can choose to, say, call the bluff or accept the card as it is. And... Uh, that's why they draw the six cards so that they have the better the better chance of uh, guessing what the uh, actual card is. And if you and if the and if the defender like doesn't call the graph and says I believe you, then the effect that the other player said will happen, and you don't even see if they bluffed. But if you call them your but if you call their bluff, the card is revealed, and like you know if they were if they said the truth, the effect happens, and they can. Uh, cast the same spell or power again without yeah. ex expending any more character amazing, activation right? energy. Like it's yeah. amazing. Like oh, obviously you're gonna lie about having the number you need, the highest result in the matching color. Of course you. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. surely you haven't got two of those cards. Oh fuck. 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, there there isn't there isn't like a huge uh, array of the numbers on cards. It's one, two. There are three. One colors. through three. Yeah. Six cards, so three ones, two twos, and a one three, and then three catastrophe cards. So it's a deck of twenty-one cards. So counting cards is quite easy. It's not awkward. So if you generally stats and abilities need like one of the three colors and a certain number, or or, or any three colors and a specific number, or just any color at all, any single color. Um, so yeah, so if Demp says he's got a green three and you're holding the green three, you can be like, I'm pretty sure you're lying to me, like a jerk would. And he's like, I would never lie to you. I'm Lithuanian. <laughs> And then you call him a liar. It's just great. And then you play the catastrophe card against him, and this guy explodes, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that that's that that's the thing for calling a bluff because if the enemy player lied, you can play a card out of your hand of six cards. Yeah. And the best thing to do is uh, you play the catastrophe card because basically all spells and spell-like abilities have a catastrophe effect, which can be. Somewhat debilitating or extremely debilitating, or in the case of that one fairy we never got to play, uh, bad for everyone involved. Yeah, everyone dies. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Catastrophe card, it, it's rough. It's hard to get in your hand because there's only three of the 21 cards, so it's like a one in like seven. It's one in because seven chance to draw it. Yeah. And like it's entirely possible that like, you are the um, active player and you sort of just play yourself. Like, aha, I'm, I, want, like, I don't want to have this card anyway, so do something better. Um, it's just, it's neat, because Malifaux has a lot of, like, bluffing and trying to psych out the opponent, but ultimately you sort of see what they're playing, and then they can, like, decide to cheat it or not. And, like, if you've cheated, if your opponent cheats in, like, the matching suit and the highest card, and you can't beat it, there's nothing you can do about it. It's sort of like, well, I'll play a card as high as I can so you don't get, like, a bonus damage on me. But otherwise, yeah. Here is, like, if they told you they played the highest card and the matching suit, you'd be like, fuck right off. In terms of that, they weren't lying to you. You really are having Lady Justice do like twelve unblockable damage to your like hero. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it is Vorpal, uh, you say? Hmm. <laughs> oh no, all my army. Uh, Oops. But yeah, so that's the arc uh, arcane shooty gameplay. There's also some stuff like uh, cover, reducing the amount of cards you draw for your attack or something like yeah. that. But that's the basic cover of it. super easy, super neat. Um, like yeah. if, you, if there's a block in the line between your model and their model, it's light cover. If center to center is blocked, it's heavy cover, which is crazy simple to use and remember. And like, yeah, we never really had the problem in our games because our games mostly just walk towards the other person and try to land the biggest biff, which is how we play every game, really. We should probably investigate our characters and personalities. And well, it wasn't totally that. Well, it wasn't only that. We also tried harvesting moonstones, which is very easy. Moonstones are represented by D4s. You uh, mm -hmm. take seven of them, uh, hold them some distance above the table, and you drop them. And the uh, the result of the, the, the location of the D4 is where the moonstone is, and the number on the D4 is the depth. Of the moonstone, yeah. so you can, you know you have to dig them dig them out. It's one action per one level, so you know you can get some moonstones that are basically uh, at the ground level and some others that are deeper. Okay, and uh, so that's the hardest part to do on tabletop simulator because <laughs> you, like you know you don't hold them aloft. People tried using the cannons. Has an amazing cannon. Just, just shoot them across the board. Just oh, wonderful. Yeah, it's it's. I think I think the model is unofficial now. But oh, uh, but it's still amazing using those cannons because it's really really fun. Uh, so <laughs> uh, outside of this digression, we can we can go back to uh, the other resolution system, which is Formelli. Yeah, Formelli. Yeah, like and, feature. Yeah, and Formelli, you both take uh, melee cards from the melee deck. Only the attacker has like two more. Also, depending on the abilities and stuff. Yes, that plus two generally by default. And then you, uh, but the mill, but the melee cards aren't like you know colored or numbered. They represent melee maneuvers like high guard, high guard, low guard, uh, falling, swing, thrust, and stuff. Yeah. And uh, each maneuver is I don't know uh, has a connection to well not connection. It's it's compared to every other maneuver on each card, which is mm. very handy and very. Thematic, so like, uh, if you play Frost and the other player play Frost, you, you just both take a lot of damage because you each <laughs> poked at each other without even trying to defend. 
and hmm. say if the if there's like a falling swing which is a like you know an, an attack from high above it's like low guard or something it cancels it cancels that out or high guard cancels that out immediately which is it's the first game that basically has very similitude baked into melee attack that I can understand from my fencing lessons and stuff. It's like yeah, it's like yeah, that, high that, low stab yeah. sweep, block high, block low, and like the fun part about it is if you if you can read your opponent or just assume they're gonna try and play the card that matches their character's special attack and just counter it. Like if you play this like the high guard to their high attack, you can play your own card and they can't block it. Or do anything about it. So you get to like drop your like mega damage card and just win. And it's fantastic. And then if you have multiples of the same attack card and you play them, you do multiplicative damage before modifiers. So if you're doing three and you've got three of those cards, it's nine damage to the opponent plus Which, whatever else. It basically pay, takes out anyone that's not a giant or not uh, or not as well, armor. a special rule to come back after dying. <laughs> well, that happens once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's infuriating. Yeah, um, and also every character has one special attack that replaces one of those yeah. uh, maneuvers and is usually uh, a lot more powerful or deals some sort of special effect. It's usually mo much more interesting than just, hey, this is thrust, but more numbers on that. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I thrust you and also in the end step, which we can both have, by the way. If we both have our cards go off, we can both play our special rules, so... My special rule might be I am placed anywhere in base to base with you, and your special rule might just be like you heal the wound because you yeah. stabbed me. Yeah, which is wonderful. Uh, um, the, the, this the, this melee system is very good. I I love it. It it also just immediately you feel it kind of has that like clearly inspired by um like Hema lapping like yeah. realistic sword fighting stuff, but it's also pared down in a way that's not sort of like rewarding people who only do that. Like there's only six cards. There's only a deck. There's only three of them in each deck. So you can kind of work out what the opponent's drawn based on how many cards you've drawn. Like if you play, if you're playing Sid the Vicious, who draws like six cards and he's attacking, he gets eight cards. And he's near a giant, he gets two more cards, and he gets two other cards on Sunday. And you're like, aha! I have half the deck in my hand. You can't possibly play a falling strike guard against me. I'm just going to attack high, and you can just deal with that. That's not a hypothetical. I think Asad <laughs> once drew nine cards on the attack of that guy. Yeah. They're trying to count how many doubles I had. So, so yeah, this is basically this is basically the system uh, I want whenever uh, 40k and now 30k brings out challenges, which are just extremely boring uh, uh, patches on uh, an awful problem of them allocating wounds. No, this is the system I want. I, I want people like. Yeah. Thrusting, counter thrusting, and something, and it was it's, actually, and it was actually something I was attempting to do in my own quote unquote 40k rules. And there, there is this game about fantasy fairies uh, doing silly little adventures in Europe while harvesting moonstones. It's done. It's done. It. It's done. I can get still uh, get inspired by this system. It's definitely a system that I've seen in more like board games and stuff, yeah. like even card games as like a resolution system, like. Uh, I want to say commit as you sort of like trying to psych out your opponent and play like your action card that does more damage based on what they choose. Like if they try to retreat and you've done like a flank, you do more damage versus if they set up a fight. Um, and for me, this is the kind of thing where it becomes like evocative and narrative driven, like playing your little goblin guy doing a low strike when your opponent does like a high guard. It's like, ha ha, I've run between your legs and shanked you in the crotch. Sucks to suck, giant. <laughs> or like Halberta wielding um, Italian, uh, English idiot. Rather than like, oh, I rolled a six after rolling seven other sixes and I get the, I imagined I ran up and stabbed him in the brain. It's like, we didn't really, you just did, you're attrition them down. It's not an interesting yeah. story of you like, like a very Ritter story from like Red Dwarf. Like, ah, and then I rolled a six and they rolled a four. So I mean, I won by two, which I also let me do. Which is kind of a problem with like a lot of game stories. It's sort of like it's just I rolled the dice number, yeah. and it was a good number. So hurrah! Yeah, it's like no, I I knew you were going to play a low strike, so I also played a, a thrust because I thought you're not going to do a sweep. It's like oh, you know, I'm sucking you out. I'm thinking about what you're doing, or I understand how you want to play the game and the results are going for. It. And I've like I've counted it, or I've dumb lucked it, or wild carded it. Like yeah, 
there's a lot of interplay in it because some characters are immune to some sorts of damage. Other characters deal, say, a lot more impact damage, but don't deal any piercing or slashing damage because damage types are also in the game and some attacks deal some sorts of damage. Yeah, and uh, damage types are also like incredibly simple. It's just like slashing, piercing, or impact. And you can generally choose based on the attack you're doing yeah. or which weapon you have. So there's no like... Yeah, they basically exist as tags. They say what the damage type is, but there's like nothing inherent about... Uh, piercing damage that you have to remember it's just that some characters are more resistant to it some are more vulnerable and some are better at dealing it and some can't deal it at all uh it's a fairly simple system and i love it yeah it's like the rules uh they fit like the percent of the 20 page rule the faq that's pretty reasonable it's just like having a signature moves for everyone and they're all kind of interesting where it's just like slightly different damage types or just a different damage step like oh i get to stab you again haha or do slightly more damage or block some damage or it's or, just or run away or whatever yeah like disengage and stuff for free it's all those things that are make it all just that little bit more interesting than just sort of like roll dice remove guys roll more dice see what happens um yeah, plus... Uh, and it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing to see card game again. Even like... Sort of just be cool. Like, think how cool any other game we've covered would be like this. Like, imagine, say, 7TV, which is going to rail on for a while because it's fresh in my head. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, pick your fighting card for your character. Like, oh, I'm, I've picked the spy, so he's going to play, of course, the, the dashing stab because he's a dashing spy. So... Yeah, yeah. So instead of like, I roll a ten. Can you beat a ten? Yeah, th there's only so. There's like, there's very little random in this, except for like drawing cards. But then you get the card, the hand you're dealt with, and then you can think around it. You you you, mm. you can mitigate it with being smart. You you're not mitigating dice, but by, by trying to outsmart them. The, the dice are like, haha, I'm doing whatever I want. Um, yeah, and the deck is, um, the, both the decks are so small, like 18 and 21 cards respective. It's not, you never have to bluff, except for like the melee mode. And you can sort of work around that and like, I'm just going to make the best choice I can every single time. And sometimes it's going to go well, sometimes it's going to go bad. But like, if you just, if you just want to play it safe, you can just tell the truth the entire, like, arcane mode and generally will be reliable. Like, yeah, yeah. And also like, it's so uh, fun to lie. Uh, lying is so fun. Yeah, lying is so fun. I mean, playing mind games with the opponent is probably one of the more fun things you can do in any game, and mm. uh, and that and this game has it baked in in, in like half of the combat resolution rules. So yeah, and it's it, just so accessible. It's not sort of yeah, it's it, there. It's there and it's front loaded, and it wants you to start doing it straight away rather than being like, oh, am I bringing my reinforcements on turn three or four? Ho ho ho. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 so welcoming. I'll never tell. Yeah, and the uh, the rest of it is fair. Uh, the rest of it is fairly e easy as well. Uh, some mm. melee some melee characters have longer range than others, but that just means yeah. that the defender can't deal damage to them. You can still defend it. There's no like, haha! I came like too far from you, and now I'm going mm. to stab you, and you can't even defend. No, no, you can still defend. You can still do your guards and whatever. It's just that yeah. you can't deal damage back. Uh, your counterattacks won't go up, which is, which is very interesting as well. Sort of like encourage you not to sort of like just walk up everyone. It's like now I'm just gonna hang back and just like poke you with my spear, and you can deal with that. Yeah, a lot less crying about base contact. Uh, which also brings up the interesting point um, where models have reactions. Yeah, where every, where characters generate energy based on like how many points they have and how much HP. Some of them have like front loaders, like the high HP, they get a lot of action and they sort of grind it out slowly. Or some of them have like all their energy at the, bed, at the low levels, so they always have a lot of HP, like spellcasters and captains and heroes and stuff. And generally, it's like one HP, one AP, one energy point per action. You always get like a free four-inch jog, or two inches, depending if you're carrying a moonstone or not, because moonstones just make you move two inches. Not because half, he, not a quarter, not yeah. half, 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 just two. Just great, yeah, simple. Yeah, because everyone moves four, and since everyone's stuffing moonstone down their pants, they move two if they have they if they have a, even yeah. a one. They become slow like many giants in my um, medic was. Yeah. And the action, you know, spin action points like attack or arcane or dig up a moonstone one level. And just being able to, 
spend an AP to react. Like, oh, you've charged me. Okay, I'm just gonna step back. Ha ha! <laughs> what are you gonna do? Are you gonna chase me down? Or am I gonna like, get to walk away for free forever? Which is more mind games, more exciting things. So you always get to make a choice. It's almost always a decision point in or outside of your turn. And not in an exhausting way. Like, this is a very short game. Like, it's five turns, maybe? Four. Five if you four, are... Yeah. Four turns, naturally. Five if... Uh, yeah. Five if you go into the sudden death round. Yeah, which is, like, just a super super short game. So it's it's, 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 it's uh, a lot of things make this game super fast. And a lot of, the, uh, and a lot of stuff in this uh, makes it... Uh, how do you say it? Equalish, balanced. Because, like, yeah. for one, for one thing, you might look at the uh, uh, initiative system, which is very, I'd, I'd say, hardcore implemented in this game when compared to others. Because the player that rolls initiative before the game, they can they get plus two to their roll in the second turn and plus one in their third turn, so they have the uh, uh, the bigger chance of uh, having the initiative the entire game. But they can only alpha strike you so much because, like, first the movement is short, the fire ranges are also short. There's like rarely you'll find 12 inch of fire. And also, energy is allocated to characters at the start of the turn. So, say your beat stick had full HP and like five action points at the start of the turn, and then the other player whittled it, that whittled him down to a single HP point. He still has those five energy because they were allocated at the start of the turn. And this is also how you do the reactions that Casa mentioned previously. Hmm. You pay from those energy points that you already have. And that's that might also be the reason to keep some action points uh, into your uh, <laughs> keep keep don't uh, there's like a case for not spending all of your action points uh, during your uh, miniature activation, and of course uh, nothing is really that bad since it's alternating activation, so the initiative player only gets to like you know start activating his miniatures yeah. first, um, and it works beautifully uh i love it yeah and like we might as well move on to army building which is incredibly fun wait so wait. rewarding sorry uh, i'm gonna say the last thing uh tracking hp and energy is really easy because it's just mm. uh, it's just the bubbles on the card and uh, you know that that same track you if you cross out a health point you can see if it's um, an energy point or not so if you're sleeving the cards you you can just t- take a soft tip pen or a marker or whatever mm. and just mark it out Dry and rice, then ru- yeah. uh, rub it off so s- similarly what the uh, war machine players do for their warjacks uh, tr- tracking yeah. the t- system my understanding damage. is the cards are dry erase much like the malifaux cards are so if you have like a dry erase board marker you can just use one of those yeah uh, for energy, I just get like a third token because marking them on the characters would be kind of awkward once you start yeah. using the HP track going down. But that's also like, it's not the end of the world. Like tracking four points of energy on a character is super simple. Cards are great. The cards don't, and you're not turning the cards over constantly, so they can just like basically sit there and reading them is easy because characters have like four abilities. It's yeah, it's incredibly designed with how you use it as a game in mind. It doesn't ever seem to be like. Whoops, we forgot you'd be looking at this both sides constantly, so get fucked. Yeah, yeah, because the other side where the melee thing is only matters in melee, so it's not yeah. like, I don't know, Malifaux that yeah. fully uses those or Cool Mini or Nuts Dark Age. Is, is that is that even alive at this point? Uh, no, no, talk about an edgy game. Uh, so yeah, Casa uh, already mentioned army building, and uh, we're going into it. So uh, explain the uh, complicated groggy process of uh, building an army in Moonstone. Well, what you have to do is you have to take your entire collection of Moonstone models and cards as well, and then decide with your friends if you're playing a four-person, three-person, or two-person game. And then based on that, you pick either four, five, or six models. And that's it. That's it. No points costing, no quartering of the numbers, no getting out your mapping calculator to work out how many extra moonstones you can afford to bring along. Fuck that. Just pick your favorite models. 
Yeah. If Pick you- one to synergize because things have like traits like goblins can be pirates or wizards or clerics or such. Yeah. But like that's just if you want to synergize. If you want to take your six giants and be like, fuck you, we're giants, that will work. <laughs> uh, the, uh, it will be very hard to do it with them because giants get two energy per, so they're moving slow, but they're also very meaty. But yeah, if you have, say, like the entire Quilt of Leshevut collection, uh, you just can you can pick six miniatures at random and play with them. I don't know how effective that will be because some miniatures synergize better than others because, like as Kasa mentioned, some abilities key off of say the key the the keyword goblin or the keyword pirate or a noble or like uh. Friend sets generally work well together, but that was yeah. my first assumption or observation. Like this, this goblin pirates will come in a box of three. There's like an extra one as well. So if you buy those two boxes or sets, then you immediately have a rock solid core of guys who synergize and want to work together, which is great. Yeah, for my first game, I planned my Cult of Leshevut uh, army basically around two boxes. Like one of them had cool miniatures in it, which kind of worked together. The other had cool miniatures that worked together. And I was like, yeah, okay, these are going uh, onto, onto the board. And it was fun and it worked. And... Uh, one extremely cool uh, druid lady went to the middle of the board, uh, basically oh. exploded, uh, killed one of my guys a second time, but hurt a bunch of mine, killed like two or three of Cassus, mm. and eventually a and doctor then- a doctor poked her dead. But that, but in that activation, she spent like eight energy because she gets energy when anybody around her dies, including friendlies. Yeah. So doing it immediately again was very funny. But then my giant holding the cannon pointed it at her and she went away, so it was fine. <laughs> that I, I don't think it was the, the, the giant. I think the doctor eventually stabbed her in melee. I feel like it, the giant did like a lot of the work. Well, maybe she 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 did have a lot of yeah. HP and stuff. It was a, it was a team teamwork. Everyone works together to stab that bitch. Yeah, but I didn't even have to think that much about that army. I just like. They haven't haven't really read the explodes in the middle of the board rules uh, for her. I took them and they worked, and uh, I liked them. And there's so much to be said for that. Like, I I know there's a constant refrain in other games, like, um, oh, just buy the models you like and make an army for you. Whatever, what if you dig? Which, for the most part, works in games like Infinity, which are really tightly balanced. And considering you can just pick your favorite dudes, and mostly it'll work okay. Um, but if you do that in 40k. Or other sort of games that sort of aren't as consistent. Flames of War. Yeah, like Flames of War. If you can just get fucked just immediately, like, ah, you can lose the game in the list building section, and that feels so shit just to rock up and realize you never had a chance. You brought a fun, fluffy, like, infantry heavy army full of, like, close range guns and stuff, and the other guy's like, oh, well, I just brought, like, you know, my netless leaf blower designed to just murder. Everything you've brought. Here's a virus bomb. You can all just die now. Hey, are you? Is this the second or third edition, and you've brought an IS2 on the table? Well, fuck you. It's slow gun. Is an endless point of mm. contention. Here, it's just like yeah, just crap. Six miniatures. Uh, yeah. the, the game is constant. If it's unbalanced, that yeah. sucks. But also, it's going to take you 40 minutes to be finished, and then you probably have time for another game in your lunch break. Yeah, it's, it's and that play- goes a long way. Yeah, it plays really fast even on Tabletop Simulator, and I assume yeah. that if you're doing it live and you're not playing it for your first and consequently second time, uh, you'll probably do it even faster. And the thing about it is, like, you can see on character cards which version of the character that is. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can see that one unit, say, was, like, it's, is on the fourth iteration because they kept balancing them. And some of them are still on their first one because, like, with Beaky Bobby, you can't improve on perfection. Uh, <laughs> and, so. like, that's also sort of the vibe. Like, models seem to be getting updated. And I was talking to some people on the Discord, and they were like, oh, shit, those are new models. I haven't seen those before. So, like, that's, there is newish stuff there. You, you, uh, I'm not sure how new things are because it's sort of hard to tell sometimes which games don't have like dates on their websites. Yep. But looking at the YouTube, YouTube updated like a year ago. So obviously there's some there's still stuff happening relatively recently compared to other games like say 1843, which is dead. <laughs> Extremely dead. Um, Company died yeah. twice. <laughs> so nice, we killed it twice. <laughs> it's yeah, I just I can't get over the speed with which we played our first game. Like it taking an hour and we made like maybe two minorish mistakes that we are aware of 
we make mistakes all the time. Like our other things are incredibly game changing. We're just sort of like, yeah, that's how it works. Um, so get to smash out our first game in an hour and our second game in like forty five minutes. It was more complex and took longer. Was just crazy. Like, yeah, those are crazy so numbers. Nice to play a game is short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it the only way it could be shorter and easier if you were if it was a video game, I guess. But like. You know. Yeah, if it was doing all of the cards for us. But, like, you, I, um, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel I like to watch that does, like, lunchtime Malifaux games, and they literally play it in, like, an hour. And it's like, man, I could not play a game of Malifaux yeah. in an hour. Even the 30-point, like, um, Bruiser Brawl mode, whatever it's called. It's just, like, one boss, one, one 2IC, and, like, some buddies. And it still takes me, like, a while, because that is a complex game where everything sort of bumps off everything else and all of it matters you have to be aware of everything you guys can do or you get fucked this is like oh you know oh he gets an extra energy they'll get extra energy they get to do this blah 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 blah, blah. just go forward just go forward get the moonstone get the moonstone yeah grab the moonstone and run it's four turns get <laughs> leg it yeah I, as I mentioned before alpha striking uh, uh, depending on the on your luck with the uh, stones you might not even like you know need to engage the enemy because like you can't you can't really shoot them off the board in turn one you can't really do infinity rambo turns because everything only activates once and you only get one free one one free four inch move and repeated moves cost energy per per inch and you don't have that much energy so uh yeah yeah, the um, there is a thought. To be, there is obviously consideration to be like, if you drop your seven stones and they all scatter to one corner, and one person gets to start on like the close side, and a person's on the far side, that can le- that can be a bummer of a game. But you can yeah. also mulligan stones as well individually. Yeah, and if it's a really bad scatter, if it's incredibly like skewed to one side, just just do it again. Yeah, like for for a three second thing, just do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh. Like you know that the num- the number is important because like you know se- seven stones don't de- don't uh, divide the- down the line e- equally. So if anything, you will always be fighting at least for one stone to like you know to get the uh, winning advantage. Uh, and yeah, and multiplayer games are so playable. Like the fact that it's like four characters each, four players, it sort of really avoids that. Like this punch the other person, just pick a tar- pick a target, grind yeah. them down, pick the next target, grind them down, be the last one standing. Walk into a huge pile of people, do your paroxysm, see everyone die. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, and it's like um, I, the moonstones—they are very easy to deal with because, like you know, you pick the, you pick them up and it just slows you down. There's no fancy schmancy rules that you can power abilities with moonstones. Though I guess some pl- characters can act can interact with it, like making other making other characters drop the moonstones that you're carrying. But at the end of the day. Moonstones are more interesting than just regular objectives because you have to dig them out and carrying them costs you something, yet also they're not difficult because they don't overload you with new rules once you pick one one out of the ground. Uh, see how easy the army building is? We got back to discussing rules. <laughs> yeah, and like army building is generally like all the tank cares about. Um, and like as for excuses to buy a miniature, the entire range is all worth looking at and considering... Um, yeah, if you like the, if you like the idea of war, of weird fairy tale combat and w- weird fairy tale Europe, these are some baller miniatures, and I at least want to buy Callista because of the good feelings she did, she gave me by exploding in the middle of the table. Yeah, I I haven't looked into local stockists, so they are on like the pricier side but they they're such they're such insanely characterful minis um oh spotted red flag uh yeah for the most part they look look sick like even the revenant looks great like and they're tt combat comparable prices so they're not like the worst pricing i've seen for any game and they're such beautiful sculpts Um, Uh, and also you literally need six miniatures yeah, so like a box is of three guys is like twenty four quid, or four guys is twenty four quid. That's very cute. Um, it's, it's just neat. This is really really cool, and like everything you need to play is generally accessible. And there you go. That's yeah. If whole stack cards for the writers, it's great. Yeah, you want you want to be playing with weird fairies that you know have the uh, butterfly wings and all that. 
you can have them. Do you want to play gnomes that are only slightly World of War World of Warcraft and that they only have one airship or something? There's that. Uh, you want to play goblins that aren't the uh, standard green green long nosed goblins? They also they have that as well. So yeah, I think it, the goblin the goblins are really fun. They're they're extremely Malifaux to me. This like vibes based, but also like you can see sort of they're not like identical. It's a small sort of like here's like goofy pirates. This one's riding a crab. This one's like thinks he's Don Quixote. So like it's neat. and the two player side is like there's also the goblin airship, which is just an inflated wow. frog with a gunner uh, with a gunner uh, hanging below. So yeah, the miniature is good, and you. You don't really find that much uh, stuff you could like, you know, proxy instead of it. Though I guess you could call, you could you could use some of your uh, empire slash age of sigmar miniatures oh. for commonwealth humans. But man, this shit looks great. You should you should you should just buy the official thing and have the official Agatha Tavernfrau or Natty the Slum Thief. Yeah, get to Hogwarts. Wash. Have a have a good time. Like I've definitely seen like worse versions of these kinds of sculpts sitting around my mini factory like um <laughs> this era of europe and stuff and sort of like weird old warhammer civilians sort of kind of could fit the vibe yeah but this is so much just cleaner and nicer and without that kind of like heavy heavy warhammer baggage of like everyone being like really really pocket heavy like i mean warhammer like um yoldi um Fantasy Warhammer, which was, I don't know, never got as much into it. Look, if you love, if you love the old Warhammer Fantasy uh, uh, Empire miniatures for their slashed sleeves, you have to get the tumble down (laughs) street kit because it has Fritz, who has the most slashed sleeves of any Landsknecht type character you've ever seen. It's just like sleeves for days, and it also. it also comes with Quack the Wizard and Agatha the Tavern Frau. So yeah. Yeah. Um Ripple the Trolls got a cannon for a helmet. It's, it's quite fun. There's an Eden, so two headed giant. Dim and dimmer. There's a um Yeah, I don't know. Like the miniatures are there, they're great. I don't know why you'd um endeavor obviously you can just make CDs and stuff to sort of give the game a go use your own counts and stuff but the, the models are so pretty and they're so gorgeous and they seem they paint up so well um, I, I think it would be a shame to not play with official stuff but I also understand like why you wouldn't if you had to uh, as, actually talking about printing out miniatures this is explicitly supported by the game because in the download section where you can find the scenarios the rules they are at and stuff, you have Moonstone Paper Dolls, uh, version Ooh, 3 at this point. Yeah. They're fairly simple. It's character art uh, done on a foldable standee and stuff, but... But you have fantastic it. character art, like... Yeah, the, the, the like, character art is very fantastic. It's very atmospheric. It it, it translates what, uh, uh, what the attitude, the vibe of the game is uh, wonderfully. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, doubling back one quick second, there are I think there's there's four factions in the game. Three, there's three, there's three, and there's most of them have crossover factions. So there's the Commonwealth Dominion and the Leshevolts, and there's Commonwealth Dominion faction, Leshevolts, Commonwealth units, and there's Leshevolt Dominion units. So there's some cross faction units, but for the most part, yeah, one for three factions, which is yeah, which is just neat, simple, simple and like not overbloated, which is cool. Like that's all. Want to get back and be like, hey, so your goblins can work with the Commonwealth or the fairies or the goblins, and it's neat. Yeah, like I said, the, the game is great, and if you ever wanted to find a guy who, and if you have ever wanted to feel a field a fawn, like you know, horns and uh, goat legs that summons murder bunnies uh, that actually look like bunnies most of the time, yeah, that that that's the game for you. Check it out. Uh, it's. Yeah, enough of uh, enough about Boris the bunny summoner and his bunny summoning ways. Never <laughs> <laughs> compliment sandwich. So I'm gonna use my privilege to start off. Uh, though I'm, I, I'm going to regret it. Yeah, uh, you probably you can probably guess it. The 
Melly system. It's mm. basically mm. everything I'd ever mm. want in a Melly system where two characters are facing off. It's hugely more satisfying, basically, than any other Melly system I care to remember. Uh, it would probably include any other game where you can have, like, you know, heroic named characters facing facing off uh, uh, in each other. It would be a little, I don't know, uh, it would be a little difficult to implement it in a maybe mass combat game where you'd have, like, the boring system for regular dudes and a cool, exciting system for fighting challenges. Wait a minute. No, that would actually be fairly cool, at least in my in my opinion. So yeah, it's, it's also like something you could jack into another game. Yeah, like, it's you could use the text for most fights. Right. Yeah, you just have to f- figure out like uh, what the what the requisite stats are. For example, like I don't know how what you do with initiative, but you can just take VS number and uh, translate it into how many melee cards you draw. I just like if I play Batman again, I'd be like, cool. Whatever your attack stat is. That's how many cards to draw. First opponent's defense. Sorted. Easy. Like, that would that would work really well. That would solve a lot of my bad dicing in Batman, actually. <laughs> yeah, it turns out I kind of accidentally into a diceless game and it, it, it worked. I don't think I don't think Moonstone presents it itself as, as diceless, but it is, in fact, actually... It is, in fact, actually diceless because, like, uh, say, if you're doing arcane abilities and it has a... Uh, and uh, that does a non-fixed a variable amount of damage that depends on the card you play so you know uh, it's very cool (laughs) Mm, mm, um, it's it's sick yeah it works so well Um, uh, my my positive would be the the art's really cool there's an incredibly cool um, diversity of characters and body types um, there's a few that are kind of a little bit on the nose for me, like a giant named Brunhilda is kind of like, ah, it's a bit obvious, but it's cool, I get it. Um, one one black mark for the Wendigo model, but that's kind of like, seems to be more of a contemporary issue that people bring up about that um, bit of mythology and sort of use of that character um, yeah. and name in that sort of sense. So like that's, you know, that's one bummer amongst all the cool shit. Yep. But, you know, um, otherwise there's nothing. Like the models are all pretty like 99.9% kick ass. Yeah, they're very stylized. The Well, not very stylized, but some of these guys are definitely uh, somewhat distant from the uh, human start. And when we're talking about humans and they get really and they get really weird for the others and uh, yeah the the horror characters um are really good work where the wendigo comes into it there's like a a cool like beauty in the beast beast there's a great revenant um puck oh man the there is a lot of references in the characters as well and most of the, for the most part it's, it's more fun than like uh, again uh, yeah yeah we're doing monty python wow again, an evil uh, bunny oh but like you know some of the references like casa had to explain to me like uh, <laughs> like the ability that made klaus uh, jump back from the dead it's named after a song about uh, taking a vodka drink and a whiskey drink and i was like cool i i didn't uh, i <laughs> i didn't yeah, get a that a song by chambawamba he didn't know a song by chambawamba get his ass i i know that i i know that song i just didn't know the uh, <laughs> title Mm, mm, help help mm. my ass is being got <laughs> yeah what would your first negative be if you had to pick a negative the boring one would be that the the uh, world isn't too, too enticing for me but now the real one is that uh, I don't know how healthy the game is at this point uh, it's like you know it's uh, you know, it's like, you know, you said YouTube was a year ago, but on the other hand, they have pictures from S- Salute and they had, uh, by all accounts, baller tables and good presentation. Uh, maybe it's just a, a function of me not getting, you know, not looking too deeply into their uh, social media presence. They have a pretty alive Facebook group. It's public as well, which is generally... Generally a good sign, Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, there is no super contemporary events, and also a Discord, but I'm not really joining. 
Okay, I, 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 I really don't like joining Discord. It's like I, <laughs> I, I'm already on, on your show in most of mine, and like joining more is like, ah, yeah. oh, man. There, there's an upcoming tournament, which is pretty cool in May. Yes. Uh, a few players during that. Yeah, like this. It is hard to say how popular this game would be in your community. Um, like most of the games you talk about this podcast, it does feel like a game where you have to be the person to make the community, which sucks and can be hard and is basically full yeah. time. Yeah, because like, like you know, it's not a game that you that will probably grasp anyone. It'll grasp people, but not everyone. <laughs> yes, yes, but like if you wanted to uh, put put down like two full sets, uh, two full sets of miniatures, that would be like ninety six pounds, and I don't know how much how how much that is in real actual money. Uh, yeah, so that would be sort of expensive. You didn't, you wouldn't have to paint too much because that's like twelve miniatures. But yeah, yeah, and like the starter set, and then some terrain which we already have, and an extra box to fill it out isn't possible. Well, two-player starter set is, I guess, uh, good value for money. It's sixty pounds, sixty-five pounds for four miniatures and other additional stuff. So, uh, so yeah, well, not all of my negative points have to be winners. Uh, <laughs> coming along, I don't know. I feel like. The over-reliance on references is kind of a bit boring, but it's not like end-of-the-world thing. Uh, we all enjoy, you know, the odd Monty Python gag once a year, I'm sure. Mm. And so you just, you know, like, oh, pop thumping gag. Okay, cool, I get it. Just, you know, so people have to keep, to keep making the joke every single time. I mean, yes, and the jokes like you know, it's not, it's not like they're comic and hard and thick, and like you're not gonna have fun if you don't understand them. Yeah, if you don't get it, they're just a name. Like that's all. Yeah, if if you don't understand them, you're like, well, this is a fairy tale fighting game. It's like you know, it's probably a fairy tale thing. I don't, I don't necessarily have to know it. And I did appreciate uh, Agatha the Tavern Frown having the ability called Deu- called Deutsche Courage, which is a play on Dutch courage, which. In both senses, mean that she gets people drunk and then, then they fight better. <laughs> yeah, and like she's fun. She has like her car just becomes nothing but canners, which is very funny. <laughs> that has what now? Her um her special melee attack is if she plays high guard, anything the opponent plays deals zero damage. Just neg- like blank damage. They can't yes. even like modify it. And she counters four of the six attacks. <laughs> yep. Which so. is right yeah so like you know th- this is how they balance having having you selected six random miniatures on the table like some of them really have great abilities yeah um, or some like fritz the- are fairly simple get in there and kill someone yeah just, just start stabbing just keep stabbing if you, his card is like by the way he also if you do his special attack he stabs everyone around him within two inches <laughs> That's everyone. Friend, that's friend or foe, and if there's anything, and if there's anything uh, I love in games, it's friendly fire being on. Yeah. Um. My my positive would be the sheer diversity in character stats and character cards. Like you, you aren't bringing. There are no minions. It's a game without minions. So our problems with Seven TV being like, why is that my show about cool spies dealing with so much time with generic mooks? This is like fuck that. Everyone's important. Everyone's cool. Even like your generic soldier, like your goblin flamethrower guy, which obviously is super cool, cool thing in the game, just helps everyone around him with the, with the right tags. This makes them all better. Like Vicious Sid wants to be with gob- with giants, so you immediately just, it's all this encouragement to sort of diversify your army and your um, choices without punishing you for making the fun ones. Like I've definitely, we've all played games, we've all played big established war games of any kind that's sort of like oh you you really enjoyed that model well we've nerfed it so probably never bring it again uh-huh. we, we don't know how rule balancing works we can't ever yeah. balance oh, it's one way or the other we, man yeah we've changed editions and we haven't thought about how that's broken that one thing they relied on forever so you can probably really enjoy having him on your shelf maybe <laughs> yeah i mean Games Workshop somehow managed me to make me into a miniature collector and not just simply a miniature player. So, like, kudos to them, I guess. Um, but 
Hey, this game might more, might make me collect some, some of its miniatures. Wait, did I say my second high point, or was it? Or did we spend so much time interrogating my? That's me doing my high point of like I love the Halley characters are also like love. diverse, and all of them are, all of them seem viable. Yeah, and in a way that many miniature games don't seem to want you to do that. Uh, and at the same time, they they're not afraid to be like strict and stuff because like the hmm. uh, two airship characters, as far as I understand, they fly, and if you don't have shooting abilities, they're basically untouchable. But at the same time, they can't steal moonstones or whatever. So you know, they're okay. They're up there. They're definitely doing a thing. But they can, but you can't say like, haha, all of my army is flying. You can't do anything. And uh, at the same time, you don't get into the Age of Sigmar problem of why are all of the Sky Dwarf ships floating like five feet above the ground so anybody can stab them, you know? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. always always quite amusing. Where it's like, why, why are you just hovering there? <laughs> You're just dropping rocks on me. You just go back higher. Yeah, Have just... we caught you mid-loading rocks? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fly away, like, you know. Social engagements, awkward situations, uh, beastmen stabbing you. Just fly away. Hit the bricks. <laughs> uh, no Why just walk out? Yeah, uh, my 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 second positive is going to be like, oh, I don't know, uh, the mind games part with arcade. Yeah, I have to say like, it's a it's a good game to get into the bluffing system. Like, and it's got cool minis. And, oh man, bluffing bluffing is such an underutilized part yeah, of war games. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, like. The, yeah, not but uh, you don't play that many mind games in most war games. Everyone has their own list, and sometimes you can play a game without even thinking about the enemy. Uh, in, yeah. in the worst situations, you can play the game without thinking about what the enemy army does. But this time, well, it's like, like, in, like Infinity, we have like hidden models, and sort of it's not like aha, I'm sorry to add. It's like you know, surprise. Yeah, hey, there's a model. It's a ninja. He's scared to stab you now. If and if I and if I know your list right, I know if there's a monomolecular blade under it. Uh, I've been playing a lot against a friend who basically plays <laughs> Shasvasti, so like you know, the options are limited. Uh, yeah, mind games are great, but also the yeah. thing is like high points for this game are also quite many, and it's hard to choose. Yeah, I, I honestly find like the the mind games part of it. It's not impossible like you you can be out bluffed by someone for the whole time and it won't really ruin you too badly because you can basically messing out what they've got if you need a blue two if your opponent is a blue two and you've got both of them like it's pretty good odds that like they're not going to call that or if they do you can just say they're lying like there's no like 52 cards to memorize and like what's been played and what's been played last time and stuff every time the deck refreshes so it's, it's really easy to keep track of what's what's going on yeah, since there's only one deck for uh, there's one deck for Mali and there's one deck from for Arcane and you both draw from the same deck and it gets shuffled back after use. You don't have to like think entirely too much about what cards were played in the game or something because it refreshes. So the mental load is really low. And if there is something I want in, in games, it's my mental load to be as low as possible. I, I, I want to be thinking about how I'll win and not uh, about whether i'm getting the rules right yeah and it's everything's open information everything is there to make it easy for you like it's it's great uh so uh we get to the awkward part of the show uh so dear other host casa would you play moonstone oh so like short answer yes easy obviously immediately um i'm not financially viable to buy a whole new miniature game but it's so good, it's so quick, and it's so good, and I'd, I'd love, I'd love to play them all. Uh, um, for me, for me, it would be a very uneasy no because we've modified the mm -hmm. rule in that, like, because it's very easy to say yes, I'd play the game if someone else would provide the, the miniatures and stuff, but like. Uh, the rules are the rules are great, but I don't think it's an overall the setting and stuff is engaging me enough 
for me to play it. Plus, uh, Casa has a bigger variety of people to fall onto and engage into the game. But um, yeah, I, I, if the question, uh, if the question of me, if me of me buying and painting miniature wasn't on the table, I'd play it in a heartbeat, because I think only cool people would play Moonstone. Uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, playing with cool people is half the appeal of playing a game, and then. And even if it's not a cool person, the game should probably run so fast I won't be won't, won't be around them too much. Uh, I do want to I do want to buy the uh, paroxysm lady miniature just because she just because that one ability gave me so much joy in the game. I'd like to buy the humans because because they're like seem like fun Warhammer Fantasy RPG types that you could definitely use in that game without really much issue. Uh, just just take the uh, Doomsaying Prophet guy and write Sigmar on his placard instead of yeah. whatever it is now, and you're set to go. It's like you know, it's a set of. Mi- the whole that whole human faction I don't remember is it Commonwealth or Dominion is basically. Uh, somewhat cartoony versions of Warhammer Fantasy Empire dudes, so like you just get that. I'd love to say I'd I'd love to see the system used for for a setting that's a lot more my taste. But <laughs> damn, even if it's <laughs> even if it's not something that I find visceral, viscerally appealing, if that's a phrase I can say. Uh, it's it's a major game. I can tot- I totally understand uh, why Molly kept bugging us for it because like if she's into the whole fairy tale vibe, then shit, this is the game. Uh, it does basically everything it does right. It's it's amazingly minimal. It breaks from other games in quite a few bits. It I, I don't think it advertises itself as diceless, which is something a few quite a few games do. It's like oh we're diceless, so come into this game and like great, what do you do? Uh, you draw decks. So it's basically the same randomization thing, but it's nice. Well, what whatever. Don't uh, don't uh, don't come with the stats page at me. If I hadn't broken my brain quite as much with my pile of quote unquote potential, I'd. Definitely, uh, certainly buy miniatures and play this game. Yeah, the setting isn't 100% my thing, but it's also kind of relatively close to Carnival. And like, I'm kind of getting into like, uh, I've always loved old history and this sort of like, what if? Uh, I don't even know what period the, the um, Brits would be from, but like, clearly, pre War of the Roses, like that weird Blackout of Three period, um, or second even. I oh, know, like big, big shoulder pads, big pantaloons, big pieces, It's fun. It's neat. It's different. It's the the fairy stuff, the fantasy stuff. It's all pretty cool. It's I oh, know. It's like cool dark European fantasy, ah, uh, old history stuff. It's it's great. And I love Carnival for a similar reason. It not being hardcore cyberpunk isn't the game's problem. Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's definitely my brain warms and stuff. And even with my brain warms, um, like. <sighs> you, I can't overstate how good the rule decisions seem from our experience. Like uh, the rule, the good game design decisions. Like uh, I've advocated previously for like campaign games that don't give you army building because mm. like b- b- like Middle Earth Battle Companies does that, and to a certain extent, Chain of Command is that. And this game, it says, like, what if we have army building, but it just takes six miniatures? Uh, yeah, what if you could just bring models from your collection, and when one of them dies, that's it. You have to bring another one. That's an easy way to do it, and it wouldn't feel bad. Ah, it's just, yeah, like, it, it plays so quick. Yeah. And I'm so much about games that play fast. They- like, I... I love hanging out with friends, and I love, but I love playing lots of games with my friends. You know, like yeah. playing one multiple, one four-hour game of Great Western Trail is great, but I love to play like four one-hour games and have like strategies develop and like thoughts and changes and like get on the same level really quick and sort of understand how we play the game and when you're bluffing against me and why I get to punish you and how badly they've exposed my face. 
Yeah, the the only way this game could physically play faster is if it also came with terrain you can scatter from from the middle of the table, like the like the. I dice. mean, you could, <laughs> you could make like terrain dice and do the exact thing. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that that'd that, actually be pretty neat. Yeah. Hey guys, if you t- hey guys, if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. And if you if your future uh, Moonstone supplement has uh, terrain scatter dice, uh, we would love to have a shout out. We could we could disrupt that that on drive through today. Yeah. So I've clipped this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Moonstone is a good game, and uh, we totally understand the fan that pestered us to to play it. Uh, I I feel like I'll have to go cry in a corner about someone nailing such rules elegance in a way that I feel I'll never be able to do so. It, uh, and uh, with the game being so so good at solving the uh, b- b- boring melee where you don't have choice issues yeah, and it's adding great. mind games, it's, it's like... It's great. It's... Uh, They've certainly done some thinking outside of the uh, box, they, and the, the and the, in the box there's a murder bunny. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying it plays quick, but plays so quick. It's it's short, it's evocative, great models, great sculpts, great rules, great variety, and yeah, late night. I thought this was like a timid episode, but like it's great. Yeah, but w- polish finish. This is like no, we can keep going about it actually. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's the thing. I guess that's what separates uh, a good game from a mediocre game. It's like uh, I also thought it was going to be like half a half an hour episode, but like the the, the main rule book is twenty pages when when you count in the covers and all that, and it's like and it goes and it works and like they should have yeah. sent a poet, but you yeah, got like, a podcaster. Uh, if, if you've got to rip off two games, rip off Pulp Alley and rip off Moonstone. Yes, that's, that's, and then look at what Brent Spivey's done, and then start making games. Then don't come to me having only played D six fucking pool with eight operations to work out what happened at the end. Fuck that. Yep, yep. Um, or roll once. Yeah, uh, that's one thing that this podcast exposes us to much is like game developers that think in new and exciting ways and approach and approach. Problems you haven't even considered from an angle you couldn't even have fathomed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know it's like this is what I want to see. I want to cover games with nothing but this. Like, here's a cool idea, execute it super well. Yeah, if if if, I, if I'm making a game, you you'll see that melee system implemented in there. And it's it's not even like it has to be Hema or Hema. Sorry, uh, lap stuff. It could be. Like covering fire, suppressing fire, grenades sort of vibes as well, because it's just six actions and six of them count the other half. It's it's rock paper scissors, but not much more complicated. Yeah, and the, but there's also enough levers to pull, like with the uh, if with with the amount of hell point damage you deal with. Mm. Whether you just no sell damage, whether you both get damage, whether you counter. Uh, that yeah, this game is this in all in all uh, in all situations. This game is uh, deceptively simple and surprisingly deep. Yeah, which is one more you need to hear. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's Moonstone. Uh, so see you all next time when we will try a game that's statistically unlikely to impress us this much. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye.